When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Odds Couple, starting your weekend of racing off-right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Great to have your company. Saturday morning, 8 till 9. It wouldn't be a Saturday without The Odds Couple coming your way here on SEN. Right across the country and wherever you are, this great country called Australia, the state of Victoria, the city of Melbourne, we welcome you to The Odds Couple this is Saturday morning, a little bit of a, a different lineup this morning. David Taggart absent, Josh Jenkins, Jenkins absent until a little later. He's going to join us via satellite. But a man who's uh, joining us via satellite, and I want to find out a little bit more about him because I haven't had a chance to have a good chat to him over his journey so far at SEM, which has gone for about three years. Miles Pitzner join, joins me from our Adelaide studios. Miles, welcome to the Odds Couple. This is a this is a big moment for you, mate, on a Saturday morning, you and I together. I don't think we've worked together on a Saturday morning as yet. I don't think it's been you and I, Simon. Good morning to you and good morning to everyone out there. Just you and I. So I feel like you're the only one um, at uh, at the station that I can I can talk about cattle with. So um, I, I feel like it's been overdue. No, it, it is overdue. And talking of cattle... Before we get to our uh, news of the morning, and there's a bit floating around, particularly in, from the Weir camp and a, a bit of weather, and we want to touch on Blake Shin also um, during our uh, the early parts of the show. With he's had you know, three or four suspensions while um, since returning from Hong Kong, and um, well, we're going to touch on that a little later on. But also Chris Nelson, of course, uh, Corey Smith joining us, the Meadows. Josh will talk a bit of trots, and uh, Miles will go through the uh, form we're going to see right across. The country today, but I wanted to touch on you talking about cattle because you've been with us here now about three years. Um, joined us from Adelaide, you're calling the cricket, you're calling the footy over there. Obviously, I'm going to call you the captain of SEN track. I know there's one man that won't like that, but I, I think you've taken him <laughs> over. And the short uh, challenge man, he's going to come at me somehow from somewhere this morning, no doubt. But I'm, I'm declaring you the captain of SEN track. But um, you, you have a beef background, a livestock background. Yes, it's, it's where it started. Um, so I went to school in Adelaide and then uh, started... I actually went to become an accountant, Scoob, at, um, at a stock and station agency company. And um, we went to a clearing sale one day and the auctioneer had a flat tyre. And um, they wanted to get the sale started on time. And so I said, well, it can't be that hard. It's just counting really quickly. So <laughs> I started and um, and the very next day they said we might try to take you down that path rather than the than the accountant's path. So it was a bit of a whirlwind. I sort of sold cattle in a lot of sale yards and, and sheep across the eastern seaboard. And, you know, you go in your competitions when you're young and they all sort of went well for me. And, and then, uh, yeah, got out of that into sort of some agricultural software and then um, sort of chased my dream a bit because I was probably from, as a kid, I always wanted to call footy. So I guess uh, it's funny how things work out. It just took me... 45 sets of sale yards and 
3 a.m. starts in 10 years, but we get there eventually. Oh, you do get there eventually and making a, a very good fist of it. Where, where did the love of horses come from and the enthusiasm for horse racing come from? Well, that, that's where we, um, we've been breeding horses at home our whole lives. Um, and so when I was a kid, Dad had a couple of mares and then that sort of, uh, it took off probably when I was in my teens. We had a couple of handy ones that won a group, couple of group two and group three races and and we had a, a particularly nice stayer there at one point. And, um, but, yeah, so the mares then just got scaled up and we just started breeding more. And, you know, when I was 16, I was at the sales um, and I used to go to the stallion parades in the Hunter right through my teen years and early 20s and, yeah, got right into the breeding side of things. So I'd, I'd, that sort of probably kicked me off more so in, um, in the horse world. I ended up working for Magic Millions and for English for a little while in sort of their auction side with spotting bids and helping people buy horses and sold a couple of times for Magic Millions in Adelaide. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just always thought that breeding side, you know, was always nice picking a stallion out for your mare, making sure it crossed and what you were trying to breed, speed or distance or, you know, like um, it's, I, found, I find it fascinating. It's I think it's totally different really for what we're doing, you know, when we find winners. Um, um Unless you're sort of into your your derbies and your oaks, Scoob, but um, it, it's a I, I I nearly prefer it to be perfectly honest. Okay, well it's good to know you're preferring uh, the the broadcasting side of it at the minute. And uh, yes. any other news on the broadcasting side? I know you came across this year for a a short period of time. Any any changes of residence or anything? You're gonna oh, we're, I'm moving to uh, the big city at some stage. Yes, moving to Melbourne in April. Lovely. Simon, so yes, I'll. Uh, I think after gather round, I think that's the plan. So to come over and um, I've got to fill in for Gareth another few weeks in there, so I just thought it'd be easier. And look, we're doing all this track content out of the South Australian studio, and um, I may as well be there. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It was good being over there for the spring. It was pretty hectic. Yeah, um, it's a great time of the year, isn't it? Ever? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I've never sort of experienced the whole spring, but. It's, uh, you know, you're back to back to back. It's function, meeting, form, show, and go again for 12 weeks. Okay. Really, it's crazy. Very important you don't over-race in spring. Yeah. Very, very important. <laughs> well, there's an age when you can over-race, and then there's an age when you need to start making sure that you're just sitting, you know, one back and one off the fence and getting a bit of a cuddle because uh, it's a long journey as you... Um, as you go through the years, the spring, but there's nothing better in the country as a sporting event. It's absolutely brilliant. Simon, so did love this. So I, I, I tried my best to behave myself, and I really did. But <laughs> Gareth and I obviously started pretty early Melbourne Cup Day. And I think we are on track at about 4.30 or something ridiculous. And we ended up back at the Osborne Hotel with Kieran and the crew, and we had the cup. And we, I, I literally had a sip out of the cup and... I was sitting at the table. We watched Amelia's Jewel go under at $1.60. Cost me an absolute fortune. This is the last leg of a multi. And uh, I got a tap on the shoulder and said, Sue, you have to leave. And I said, why is that? I've only had one beer. It's because I was face down asleep on the table. <laughs> Still in the daylight. I hadn't even played up and I got booted out. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, welcome to spring. That's a good yeah. story. You'll be living off that for a while. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Uh, there'd be very few people around that um, have had the opportunity to, to drink out of a cup. We must move on and get a bit of um, news out of the way. Interesting to see that the tracks today. You've had a bit of weather over your way, but you're a 
you're a four rated today. Queensland's a four rated. Sydney's a four rated. And we're only five here in Melbourne because I got out of bed here in Melbourne earlier and thought, geez, we've had some rain overnight. But uh, good to see Sandown still is just in the soft five range and everyone else is a good four. Yeah, I'm I'm nearly expecting that to maybe go down one peg. I reckon, Scoob. Like they're saying four mil in the last twenty four hours, but. Well, we sort of had a little bit more. I'm trying to have a look at the radar. There's been no irrigation on the track, but with that rail out three metres, I'm just expecting it to maybe start a six and then come back to a five. But the more giving it, from, um, the better for me today because there's a couple of horses here I really like that want a sting out of the ground. Okay, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that and possibly Adelaide a downgrade. At racing... As you know, is full of you know, just just fantastic sort of folklore stories, if you like. You know, there's many and many and varied, and you know, we hear your story this morning coming from your background and, and and that enthusiasm for racing. I reckon there's another fantastic story today out at Sandown, uh, and it's Andrew Dale, now small trainer up in the northeast. Last Saturday, he loaded up nine horses and went to Turumbury, which is the the snowy mountains, and he got a treble with. Uh, uh, the party of nine that he took to Turumbury. Non-TAB meeting, middle of nowhere, in up in the mountains, you know, pretty much you know, a picnic plus 10%, if you like. Today, he comes down to Sandown to run a two-year-old race worth 200000 I mean, the irony of that, last week, the picnics up in the snowy mountains, this week, you know, could change his training career. He's only been going for about 10 years, um, uh, with a horse running in a in a Group Three two year old race down in Melbourne. Yeah, he's got. I, I, I see Hell's Son, and I obviously didn't know much about Andrew Dale, but you know, dot com and a few others have covered it. But that's the beauty of racing, isn't it? That that's you know, you go back to the old Melbourne Cup stories or uh, you know the Alco Pops and these sort of things where someone gets a run. I, love, I mean, the the fairy tale. It, it's it doesn't matter whether you're the top end of town or whether you're you're a bushy. You can, if your horse is good enough, your horse is good enough. Yes. Um, it's twelve hundred meters. Uh, they've all got to run the twelve hundred meters. Doesn't matter what they cost. They don't know how much they cost. They don't know who their mum and dad are. And um, it's um, it's best horse wins. Yeah, it, great story. On a really, really good story. We saw um, one of the horses. I think was it Quasimoto that went up to the Magic Millions, which was the horse that cost nothing from Dubbo with a few bushies up there. It, it's I'm all about it, and being a bushy myself, Scoob, I'm the the more the better for me. I, I love these smaller operations and smaller trainers having a crack at the at the big boys. It's it's uh, it's what dreams are made of, really. Yeah, it certainly is, cliche. and there's uh, plenty of dreams to be made in in this caper. Uh, Darren Weir has been in the news in the last 24 hours. He comes out of his ban, his Racing Victoria ban, in a couple of days' time. February 6 is when the ban ends. We're waiting to hear from Racing Victoria stewards who reopened the inquiry after the criminal proceedings were brought to a conclusion. Um, we haven't heard anything from the stewards yet. I'll bet London to a brick we hear something from them in the next week just to coincide <laughs> for when his band finishes. Uh, and it will just be coincidence, Miles, just coincidence. It will be just coincidence. Um, in the report, or the, the news report, it said that it was confirmed Friday in light of the new evidence presented in court, it had reactivated an existing inquiry into Weir. Former trainer as well, Jared McLean, and former jockey William Hernan, and former stable hand Tyson Kerman. I, I, 
everything that you've just said I agree with. I think um, there's two ways to look at this. One is is that racing's full of these redemption. We, we you know we'd mentioned it before that we've got a lot of comeback stories and we've let a lot of people back in that have gone back and chosen the right path since. I mean, he's not the first person to, to have a jigger. Um, I mean, there's been there's been plenty of them. We've had horses swapped out, horses bet on. We've had jockeys caught having a having a bet. Now, I'm not saying that this is over a long period of time, but Australian sport in general are pretty good at giving second chances, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. And, you know, there'll be plenty of discussion about it and there'll be, you know, people that say, no, it shouldn't happen. But I, I think it will and... And, you know, once the criminality was taken out of this, I think, you know, that that all goes well for Darren Weir to, at some stage, uh, to reignite his, his training career. He's got a magnificent facility up there in Maldon, which at some stage he'd like to use. It hasn't been, hasn't been used as yet. And, and that's by the by. That's just a, a consequence of, you know, him developing his operation over the years. The, the big thing is, you know, when will Racing Victoria let him back in um, and... When will they give us some direction of where their inquiry's at now that the criminal proceedings have stopped? So yeah. I just think you know, we're going to see a headline one morning. We wake up this week, there'll be a you know, headline, we're this or we're that. Um, and we'll go through you know, the process and we'll, we'll see where that lands. But, uh, I've said from the get-go, and I maintain it, that if he is allowed to train again, 100% he will. There, yeah, no, I, no there is no doubt in my mind that he will train again. Yeah, None. I'm, I'm with you. Actually, he's been feeding some cattle. That's what he has been doing. Um, yeah, he does do a bit of that. <laughs> I used to see him at the Ballarat store sales there yeah. uh, picking a few up. I think he's with, uh, he'd be with Terry Ganane and the team That's out it. there. I think yeah. he used to race a few horses with him at, uh, from Terry Ganane and the team out yep. there at Gippsland. Yeah, they've, they've had a good run of uh, horses with the, the landmark oh, crew down there at Lee and Gatha. So. Um, that's uh, all, all well and good. We'll see where that lands with Darren Weir. I, all, the other bit I'm, I'm interested in, and I will try and get Blake Shin on at some stage, he's had three or four suspensions since he's come back from Hong Kong. And you know, I, I wonder if, if it's the, the competition and how competitive Hong Kong is that he's you know, just, just pressing the envelope or you know, what has changed you know, for him to be copying these sort of suspensions. He had a, such a successful stint in Hong Kong um, and, you know, it, it's known for its competitiveness and and how on the ball you've got to be as a jockey. But to come back here and sort of be, be getting the suspensions that he is, I, I, I'm finding a bit bewildering because, I, you know, um, w- whether he's just pushing that envelope a little too far and they can get away with it in Hong Kong and not here, I don't know, but it'd be, it'll be interesting to find out. He, he had copped the 12 meetings originally for the, the breach of the whip rules at Flemington. And then uh, in, as a result of that, that's where it got relegated from equal first in the dead heat uh, finish. And then, so he's only come back, what was that, on January? He only came back um, I reckon on, only the, been on the 12th. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he's gone again. Mm. I, I mean, it's a fine line. I mean, you know, the, the last one they've said low grade interference, you know, on a careless riding charge. You know, it's a bit like the record can stack up a bit. But, I mean, same time too. Like, I'd, I'd love him on my horse. Um, like, I, 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 prefer, yeah, I prefer someone trying too much than not trying enough, if that makes any sense. And sometimes that does happen. <laughs> they, can, they can sit on the back and go for a steer. Um, 
that it's it's it is interesting to see whether or not that's a style thing that he's brought back from Hong Kong, or whether or not he's back here and just he's just trying probably a bit too hard because he's got to come back and and sort of mix it um, with the crew. We saw Brett Preble get rubbed out a couple of times mm. when he came back mm. first up. Remember he was yep. he sort of wasn't getting enough rides, and then he then he uh, he hit a little patch of form. Then he got rubbed out a couple of times, and then he hit a patch of form where you'd put him on anything, and he nearly won. Didn't he, Brett? Looked yeah, like he was going to win another premiership. What we might do is, uh, when the vice captain returns next Saturday, we'll, we'll put him on the spot with the Blake Shin and see what he, uh, where he, <laughs> oh, where he you know, uh, nah, 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 nah. You're not, no, you got nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. it like, I tried, never got rubbed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. We're going to take a break. Uh, that's yeah. our, our new segment for uh, the, this morning. Uh, great to have your company. The odds couple, Simon O'Donnell, Miles Spitzner. It's just past eight. 20. Uh, we're going to take a break and Chris Nelson uh, talk all things racing Queensland on the other side. The Odds Couple. Starting your weekend of racing off right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Welcome back. Great to have your company Saturday morning. The Odds Couple, Simon O'Donnell with you at the SEN Studios here in Melbourne. And Miles Fitzner joining us from Adelaide. Any further precipitation over there, Skipper? Not much here. Um, I've just checked the radar again in Melbourne. It looks like most of it sort of has passed there as well. So we're just keeping an eye on, but sort of hoping when Gareth Hall talks to these track managers this morning that we get a little bit more of an idea, but I think here we're going to get away with it. Not too bad. Um, it's, Melbourne's going to be the concern at Sandown because the reports are coming through. Some some saying four mil, some saying six and a half, and that will be the difference, I think, between a five and a six. Okay, there. so uh, Melbourne presently rated a uh, five, so we'll, uh, we'll see where that rolls out as the morning progresses. Time now to head north. Uh, Chris Nelson joins us for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Mr Nelson... Good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Miles. Hello, mate. What do you got for us? I can tell you it's pretty warm up here. <laughs> uh, You're on a good deck to a good four, I see. We are. We, we, uh, we've got uh, a good track in Kuala Lumpur-like humidity up here at the moment. It's uh, very, very <laughs> joyful. It's, uh, you, you would not believe what it feels like when you walk outside. Oh, I can't remember it being like that up here, but so... Yeah, I don't know how the horses handle it, but uh, the humans struggle, I'm sure, about that, guys. Oh, they'll keep them nicely watered and give them a little sprinkle before they go out. Let's hopefully it doesn't affect how they run. What do you uh, What do you fancy? The card looks like, okay. Not not. Um, I suppose you, you expect a bit of a lull, don't you, after the, yeah. the Magic Millions Carnival? Yeah, we always do. We get uh, the lull after the summer carnival, and before we get into the to the start of the winter carnival, which comes up really quickly as well. So uh, we get a couple of months of uh, quieter weather while the southern states take the stage, which is good. Uh, as for best bets, well, I'm going to stick with race three, number eight, Vaccine, who we nearly got home two <laughs> weeks ago. Nearly, Milo, didn't we? Just yeah, we I knew that. you were going here. I knew you were going uh, here. With a grey came down the outside at $50 and knocked us out. Well, she gets to 1,600 metres today. I think she's better suited out to that trip. Uh, her breeding suggests she is. Eagle Farm is a bigger track. I think she'll probably settle uh, maybe midfield slightly better and be saved up for a crack at them. So race three, number eight, vaccine. 
I think race four, number five, Albert, can, can strike back today. Now, he was in really good form. He had a little bit of a freshen up. And then he went to Doombin last start. I, I just thought he was ridden too close there. He's a horse that's dropped out and been saved up and, and run right over the top of them at his previous starts. He was too close. He was keen in the run and he never finished off. He was gone on the home turn. So I'm banking on him with a colder ride today uh, with that run under his belt and up in distance to bounce back. So race four, number five. I think Cap is a moral in uh, King Cap is a moral race seven, number five, but too short to tip. So I'll go with one extra at a bit of value. Race six, number five, Centre Bounce, who was very good in the Zarina Sophia race at Doombin a couple of weeks ago. They meet again here. Centre bounce, two kilos better off at the weights, and the price discrepancy between the two is quite large, and it shouldn't be. So we'll go race six, number five, each way, centre bounce. Chris, so if I can, just quickly, you're happy to take on hang five, even though we're going second up, like second up here in that race and up to the 1,400? No, I certainly wouldn't take him on. I'd have him in the mix there somewhere. As I said, centre bounce is just one you want to back each way. Uh, Hang five could easily win that race. So the good... Good run first up. Look, the query with him, he promised a little bit of his last prep in similar situations. Oh, he put the riding on the wall, but he didn't produce. But uh, I think this time he probably will produce and run very, very well. So no knock from me whatsoever, Miles. Simon, one quick one if I can. Yeah, Chris, right. so in race number five, um, buying time short enough here for the O'Day Hoisted team and Brody Loy, but... Yeah. I, I thought if I found the leader, it's streaker from an inside draw. It looks like a bit of a speed horse. Um, it's a horse that doesn't mind the trip, doesn't mind the track. I know it's only one, two from 11, but from that inside gate, can that jump on the bunny and maybe be hard to catch at around $8? Yeah, it was a really good run last start, streaker. And yeah, has ability. Has had a few issues along the way, though, Chris Anderson tells us. And we had Matty Hoisted on the punter's mate yesterday afternoon, and he's talking about buying time. Uh, being a stakes class horse, Ooh. so uh, in the um, in the same sort of uh, vein as uh, Uncommon James could be the next Ooh. Uncommon James. So if that's the case, I don't think I'd be taking on buying time. <laughs> Save me a quid there, Chris. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's the job. That's what we want. So a bit of. Um... Uh, give us a winner and also save us a few, Bob. But just going over those, Chris. Uh, race three, number eight. Race four, number five. Race seven, number five. Too short, but. Um, to challenge, wins. get a bit of value in that race. Race six, number five, uh, is your your third. Race seven, number five, is your best of the day, I reckon, isn't it? Well, it is, but I don't like tipping it because it's a dollar sixty-five. Yeah. But uh, I can't see it being beat unless it gets out to a dollar ninety-two dollars or something like that. But maybe uh, if people like to add to their multis, I'm not saying it's value at the price, but uh, some people like to do that. Chris, may Dame Fortune attend you. Thank you very much. Same to you guys. Have a great day. Chris Nelson joining us there. For Racing Queensland, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Miles, we're going to go and have a little news break, have a little uh, a little break, and then we're going to come back and talk some doggies, then some trotties, and then get right into the gallops. That that's right in right in your A game. <laughs> The Odds Couple, starting your weekend of racing off-right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Yeah, that's the sort of lineup we've got this morning. Miles Fitzner joining me from South Australia, and uh, he's the skipper of the team here. Uh, Tags oh. won't like hearing that, but he's, he's oh. the man. He's the man, and uh, 
He's uh, with us on the Odds Couple this morning right through until 9 o'clock. Uh, Miles, are you a dislicker man? Yes. Yeah, I, I do love them. Um, spent a lot of time with Mitch Abayer and the watchdog on the lids fly early doors and then Jason Bonington now uh, does those shows. But I, I, I learnt a lot from a guy like Mitch Abayer and uh, I'm actually in a greyhound with him now. Wow. Funnily enough, wow, so okay. I, I do. I like them. I like the fact that it's raw. It's, it's. There's no, there's no. Why you're that far back? <laughs> what are you doing in there? Get out, hit the gap. It's just raw speed. Oh, yeah. I love it. There certainly is a man who loves a bit of raw speed. Is Corey Smith from the Meadows who joins us uh, this morning? The Australian Cup Carnival at the Meadows. It is unmissable and it goes right throughout February. Corey, uh, happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Saturday morning to you too, Scoob and Miles. Uh, might like raw speed, but you probably won't be getting any from me, particularly on a Saturday morning. But, uh, <laughs> we, oh, we, uh, that's all right. We push ahead anyway. But uh, very exciting month coming up this month, guys. Obviously, next week we kick off the Australian Cup Carnival on February 11 with three Group 1s. Tonight, we'll be having the box draws for those three group ones and announcing the final fields for the invitationals. So it'll be a cracking night. Make sure you uh, tune in across our social medias for all that information tonight in between races. But uh, hopefully, I can find you a couple of winners in the meantime. My first bet of the night comes up in race three, number two, Kanji Exiles. My, my concern with this dog is it's got a really poor track and distance record, but it looks to map really well. It ran excellently last week uh, in behind a couple of very, very smart types. Drops in class here, gets a plum draw. You're getting around the $4 mark, so I'm happy to play there. Just somewhat concerned with the track and distance record. Uh, that's race three, number two. And then race four, number two, uh, Aston Velvet have a bit of a running double if you're that way inclined. I think this thing will be winning. It's a small field. She's drawn to lead. She's the class factor. And uh, I think they will both be running really nice races. So race three, number two, and race four, number two. Race four, number two is my best of the night, Aston Velvet. I think she just finds the front and will be too good for them and uh, run them off their feet. So they're the two that I want to be with. And, of course, uh, if you're wanting to come to the Australian Cup, make sure you... Uh, Jump on our website, themeadows.org.au. There's plenty of tickets available. And as I've mentioned on this show plenty of times, we're doing this $60 deal in the second week, which uh, is a three-course meal and includes beer, wine, and soft drink, which is just an outrageous deal. That's 60 the city bucks. view? That's... In the city view, that's oh. it. Exactly right. Miles, you've been out to the city view? No, I haven't yet. But gee, what, after April, you're going to see me at the Greyhounds a bit more often, I think. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Uh, we need you out at the City View. Um, Corey, you keep up the good work. And well, it is a very exciting month. So we look forward to your reports on the Saturday morning going forward. Uh, thank you very much. And yes, you're always welcome out to the City View Bistro. I think once Tags is on the, the $5 note, once that campaign kicks off, I might have lost <laughs> him to, uh, to be able to jump into the City View Bistro. He, he'll probably be fine dining with royalty and all that sort of stuff. But uh, maybe I'll be able to get you two along. Good on you, Corey. Great to uh, chat to you this morning. The Unmissable Australian Cup Carnival at the Meadows throughout February. Tickets at themeadows.org.au. Now, Miles, we're going to have a, another quick break. On the other side, we're going to have a, a look at a couple of races up in Sydney, uh, particularly the Eskimo Prince. We'll, uh, we'll have a peek around there and see what we fancy before uh, we come back and start having a look at uh, in-depth what's going to be happening out at Sandown this afternoon. More odds couple. 
right after the break. It's uh, it's about 23 minutes, I reckon, to 9 o'clock. The Odds Couple. Starting your weekend of racing off right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time we started to find uh, some winners uh, wherever Miles would like to go to find them. But firstly, we are going to go to Sydney and have a look at, uh, in particular, the Eskimo Prince. And then Miles can have a look at whatever race or selection he may have on that Sydney card as well. But uh, the big race at Rambic this afternoon is race eight, the Fujitsu General Eskimo Prince. It's a good fear with a, a star coming back. Well, we thought he was going to be a star in the spring until he bled, but aft cabin looks the, the one that everyone wants at the minute, Miles. It certainly does. Uh, I mean, he's short enough in the market at the moment, currently 210, Scoob. And, I mean, there's raps on this horse. Um, we've seen a bit of him. Um, we see the bleed, the horse returning. J-Mac, James Cummings. I mean, James Cummings, oh, they need to make a Netflix documentary about this bloke and, and how he operates. He's nothing short of a star. Uh, I'll just query a little bit. I, I, I know his first up record um, um, doesn't look a million dollars. He comes in off the back of a pretty nice trial where Lascars and a few others were in that. I, I have included others in my quaddy in this race, funnily enough, and... Oh, look, Zoo Tiger's one that probably wouldn't surprise, um, that, that looks to have some sort of uh, ability, Zoo Tiger. I'm expecting Ramwick to play extremely on pace or leaderish. You want to be in the first few. Um, and there's one here at about $27.440. I had Gab Nutt on yesterday, uh, Scoob, from the May Eustace team. She's got a regular spot now on Fridays. And she actually gave Capital Queen a bit of a push. Um the three-year-old capitalist filly down the bottom and said that that the 440 on offer for it to place, she expected the horse to run very, very well. It's it's uh, currently $27.440 in from 67s. And uh, so they're the three I've sort of included in my quaddy. I'm not... I'm, I'm a bit... Look, it'd be one of the better ones if, if it was probably $3. I'm just a little bit cautious on the 210 and... You know what happens when horses go on the front page of papers? It's on the front page of the winning post, <laughs> half cabin. It's on the front page of the sportsman. Um, That's it. It's, yeah, it's done, scratching. It, yes. <laughs> and and it, look, it, it, I, I, I'm, it's one of the better ones included in everything. I, I'm leaving it out of my multis. I'm leaving it out of my... Um, I'll probably have a bet and a small saver on a couple of the others, but... I'm just not, it's not chips in for me. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does, does make plenty of sense. And you know, I, I, Af Cabin didn't get to the Guineas, he, Corfield Guineas. He was favourite there and, and uh, you know, the form leading in was, was looking really good. The other horse that I, I think is just flying under the radar a little bit is Ozapenko. Yeah. Now, Ozapenko, his run in the Guineas was absolute cracker. Um, you could make a case that he, he should have been um, king of the castle on the day. He wasn't, but he's a he's a really smart colt, um, the son of Piero, uh, in, in obviously a good camp, has drawn well. Uh, Nasra Willa, you know, a, a good strong rider, which I think that that horse needs. The other one that, and, and you talk about um, Capital Queen getting a bit of a push yesterday. I've had a bit of a push for the Michael Friedman trained communist. So Miles, what we, you and I should be doing is taking a little um, little multi here, a, a Quinella or maybe a box trifecta. 
And I think, you know, communist in with capital queen, you know, that, that's an omen bet in itself. But um, <laughs> he's, he's done no, no wrong communist. And last prep, he just kept stepping up, taking on better horses. So I don't think he's going to be outclassed here at all. And he's in, you know, well into double figure odds. And I think he'd be a good show this Arvo as well. Well, you've got a horse coming in off the back of two trials that were spaced out over a genuine fortnight. Uh, he's run right up the backside of Golden Mile um, over the mile at Ramwick, um, which is obviously a bit longer than this. The run in the heavy was the one that got me in behind Williamsburg. Um, uh, that was the one where I sort of went, gee, this horse might have a bit more than what we think. So, I'm uh, look... I wouldn't talk you out of it. I'm if I wanted to keep adding them, you're probably into your Osipenkos, your Communists, and then your Sajardins. But this race has got a little bit of tempo written all over it. Um, it's not as clear cut as what people think. But you can also, you know, you can't rule out if Half Cabin has grown a leg. Um, well, then it could come out and win by four. But you're sort of happy for that to happen sometimes at at two bucks, aren't you? Yeah, like you, you are. You're you happy are. to shop outside of it. So. Yep. I don't, I don't knock whatever you're saying at all with Osipenko and Communist regards to either of those. Yeah, and, the, and the other one, and you've mentioned him, was Zoo Tiger. Uh, um, you know, I love stables in form. And, you know, Johnny O'Shea, his stables in form, I think he had a, you know, ran third and second in his two trials leading into this. Typical O'Shea sort of training method, just come into it quietly. No need to be exposing anything at the moment until we get to race day. So expect Zoo Tiger to run a, a really good race as well. Anything gonna... on that Sydney card that's caught your eye as well as uh, what we've chatted about here in the Eskimo Prince Miles? We'll go back to the race before, and it sort of chimes in with Zoo Tiger too because Cote was in the same trial so um, uh, as um, the horse you just mentioned. So you can keep an eye on Cote in the race before. I've only got a couple in that race. I've got Cote to save, but I'm really keen on Remark uh, for Timmy Clark. And the Hawks team. This horse uh, has got an excellent first up record, uh, a good record at the track, and a great record on a good deck. There's a horse that can sit just off the speed um, and stalk. It can sit in the box and then still let down, and it can lead them up if it has to. It draws perfectly in five. I know there's a lot of weight there, but um, this is close to one of my best at uh, at Ramwick uh, in the race before remark. I've got a lot, a lot of time for this horse, a lot of time, and. Uh, I think um, after they've gelded this horse, they've realised uh, that he, he might have got uh, a fair bit better. So I'm really keen on race seven, number one, Remark, as one of my better ones there. OK, there you go. Uh, Sydney, Remark for miles in the Yarraman Park uh, Stakes and the Eskimo Prince. Uh, just going, aft cabin, yes, but um, the one you're pushing a little is, is Capital Queen. And what was the other, Miles? Uh, Zoo Tiger. Zoo I put three in the quaddy, but I, I might just have a bet and it's a little saver and... You can let them go around really like that. But, yeah, there was a big push from Capital Queen from the Ma Eustace team. And 440 for that to place as opposed to 210 for half cabin to win. Uh, that might be the way I might be going. OK, time for us to take a break. On the other side, uh, Josh Jenkins will join us and we'll go right through the card at Sandown. The Odds Couple. Starting your weekend of racing off right. Picking winners with SEN's best tipsters. Yeah, it's winner's time and you can try sports bets bet with mates. Start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply, of course. Gamble responsibly. Josh Jenkins uh, joins us. So he's um, yeah, just a little you know, fly in, fly out. 
uh, episode for Josh today, but we want to <laughs> quickly touch on uh, what he likes at the Trots. Summer of Glory, visit thetrots.com.au. Uh, Josh, what do you like Trots-wise today as I welcome you to the Odds Couple? Uh, g'day, big man. Um, Going to go a little uh, left of centre, of course. It's the Hunter Cup tonight, the biggest pacing race in Victoria. And last night, the Great Southern Star, horses raced twice in one night, if you can believe that. That's how durable uh, they are. It was taken out by... Uh, who won that race last night? It'll come to me. Anyway, my uh, best bet on the card is a little left of centre. We had some good success with this throughout Cup Week where we went any three of four horses to win and you get a price, so you get that little safety net. So just go to your sports bet app today, go to racing, go all the way across to extras and you'll see down the bottom the Harness Racing Mega Bet. So any three of Captain Ravishing, he's a dollar ten. he should be a dollar two. Copy that, the Kiwi uh, superstar. Tough Tilly, who's a dollar thirty, and Catch a Wave, who's a dollar forty. If any of those three win, you get two dollars seventy. So for those who might want to just, you know, they might have their fifty bucks or twenty bucks and you might want to just uh, have have something to run throughout the night. That's the way to play. So that's the way I'm playing tonight, Scoob. Right. Any three of Captain Ravishing, copy that, Tough Tilly or Catch a Wave to win two dollars seventy. That looks more than fair. Lovely. Don't miss Harness Racing Summer of Glory featuring the great Southern Star. And the Hunter Cup, well, from the uh, horse and sulky to now the horse and jockey. Uh, gentlemen, let's have a, a look at Sandown. Josh, if you can start taking us through the market movers. Miles is going to give us his quaddie as we, as we move along. And then our, our best bet of the day. Over to you, Josh Oak. I like it. All right, Sandown. Uh, we kick things off half past 12. 1,000 metre dash for cash. The McCafe inundation now. Uh, Mullane's come out of this race and Jersey Lynn's come out. So this market's been uh, been just sort of blasted off the park. $1.45, you've got to be willing to take about inundation. He's drawn well, but anyway, that's short and sweet. Race two, VC, very impressive uh, debut winner. Uh, $2.30, of course. That win was at Flemington. So this Ma Eustace two-year-old uh, looks good. We've lost extremely wicked from that race. Again, that's over the 1,000. Race three, we go over 1,800 metres, the benchmark 70. Hennessy lad for Peter Moody, whose stable is on fire, alongside Catherine Coleman, of course. 280. Black Max for Lindsay Smith at 420 and Acosta at six. Race number four, uh, BM78 over 1,300. Jason Warren's got a uh, horse. Benedetta in very good form. Last two uh, runs have been wins, $2.25. Skinny enough. Dolmea at 4.20, Elegant Diva at 8. Race number 5 before we get stuck into Miles' quaddy. British Columbia for Graham Begg at 4.20. Victory Bay again for that uh, moody team. Carleen Heffel taking a couple of kilos there at 4.40. And Euro Dandy at 5. And then Miles, uh, here we go. The first leg of the quaddy over 1,300 metres, benchmark 84. Interesting race. Daytona Bay again. Peter Moody, another favourite, 2.60. Fajita Sand for the Hawks team, a horse that probably under-delivered uh, last campaign at 390, William Thomas at 950, and he's exceptional at 10. Uh, look, wide open this. I've actually done my quaddie originally for, for Ramwick because I'm just waiting to see. We had a text before. There's been teeming rain at Sandown, so I still want to wait and see what the track's going to do there. But Daytona Bay, Carlisle's not the worst here at $31. Um, even William Thomas is a chance and Fida Sands a good horse. So I'm going to be working around a few of those. All right. Uh, just stay tuned to the Quaddy app for Miles's uh, big Quaddy race. Seven. That snapped is the favourite for the Freedmans into $3.80. Wrote to Arachti has been well supported. Jamie Carr in the saddle, a last start winner. 
drawn wide, but that might be the place to be today. Four dollars. Uh, Ballot Rocher at four eighty for Mitchie Friedman and Vespertine at five dollars. Have to include snapped, but you can probably take the overs here. Excelti is one that you can probably play each way, as well as Forbidden City. They're two horses I think will appreciate uh, track, trip, and condition. So you can maybe take the overs. They're the three I've definitely been including. Uh, race eight over the eighteen hundred metres. A BM one hundred detonator Jack Johnny Allen. In the saddle, tell you what, seriously, three from six on this horse, John Allen. Harry Coffey, two from two. Get H Coffee on. Dollar seventy-five for Detonator Jack. Of course, was beaten uh, last start at about a buck fifty. Right, you are at three sixty. Bel Toro at four eighty. But uh, Miles looks a. Does it look a race in two, or is it even a race in one? Well, look, it, you'd think that he's going to be uh, he's going to be pretty hard to beat, but. I'm still going to probably even shop around it. A maid's not the worst at 41s. Bel Toro, well, that just ruined me last start at Flemington at 7 or $8. So uh, I'd probably include a couple of others because it's just a little bit of a query, uh, I think, Detonator Jack. And after talking to the team, he's flying, but um, $1.75, there's no way you'd get me betting him uh, at that price. All right, race nine, number nine. So you see for Mike Moroney at 4.40. Unbeaten gallop at St. Lawrence, drawn wide. Four wins from four runs, 4.60. And Glory Days, the My Racehorse Galloper at 6.50. Uh, this is one of my best of the day, St. Lawrence. Want the sting out of the track, the wetter the better. Uh, this thing I'm very, very keen on, part of my Trixie. Got to move quickly, boys. Your best of the day, Josh. Uh, mine is uh, race five, number 12, Unusual Culture. Miles? Uh, Race two, number two, VC. Race nine, number two, St. Lawrence. Race seven, number one, Ranwick, Remark. Race two, number nine for me, Written Bly. And uh, I like Snapped as well. I might run them both into each other. Thanks, fellas. Uh, Market Movers brought to you by the Werribee Izuzu Ute. Uh, great to have your company this Saturday morning. Hutchie and Pickers coming up with Off the Bench. We'll see you next Saturday morning on The Odds Couple.